Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby, who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of four, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 145. We will be interviewing Amy and Margaret from What Fresh Hell, uh, the podcast that is about laughing in the face of motherhood. I know we have a lot of listeners who are also listeners and fans of that podcast, so we're really excited to have our crossover episode here today. So we are still recording this in the midst of pandemic, social distancing, quarantining, Sarah, has this shifted any hours in your house? I know that we had talked in the past about how early your kids had to get up, and now they don't, I presume, right? Yes, now they don't, and we have certainly become rather lax about bedtime as well. Um, So everything is a lot later and a little bit more relaxed. Um, On the upside, my mornings are a lot more chill. I can pretty much count on the kids staying asleep till 7.15, 7.30, which gives me a little bit of personal time. I try to get my workout done most of the time during that time. But on the down, sort of downside, I mean, we've been enjoying later evenings. We've been doing family dinners a lot, which is wonderful. Sometimes we go outside in evenings. The one thing that has suffered is that my husband and I have less 
time together at night without the kids up because we're letting them stay up till like 9.30. I think last night was like 9.40. Yeah, so I that's been our shift. I'll be interested in your shift and if you guys have figured out any workarounds for any kind of date night or quality time together, you're shaking your head. Nope, <laughs> nope there is no mommy and daddy time <laughs> in essence. It's, it's been, I mean, they're just all here all the time. And the varied ages means that there's kind of multiple shifts of when different kids are up. Alex is not waking up nearly as early as he used to. So great. I'm, I'm excited about that. However, he's still up in the morning and the baby wakes up relatively early to eat. My older boys, I go through the charade of putting them to bed. And then as soon as I'm asleep, they pop back up and go hang out with my husband. So they're having their boy time well, you're, at night. They're like old enough that they're, they're especially your oldest. I'm sure he's biologically driven to like want to stay up till midnight or later. Oh yeah. Getting there. And we're, we're definitely there. And, and then they don't want to wake up in the morning and there's nothing they, I mean, they have to be up by, well, we have 9.30 morning meeting, but this morning, unfortunately, we had an incident with, um, I hadn't checked the schedule and talked to my uh, middle schooler and he had a math class this morning that he did not get up in time for. So that was too bad, but um, everything's pass fail for the term. (laughs) So I guess we are making do with what we can at this point. He's he's learning personal responsibility. Personal responsibility. That's, that's right. Um, That there are ways to set alarms that don't involve mom. So yeah, that's where we are right now. Do you feel like you missed date? Well, you guys didn't go out for date nights that much anyway, did you? Well, we, we were on a good streak of it when we had Saturday childcare, but that's gone. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've, you know, it's it's sneak it where you can. I mean, sometimes if I'm, you know, if the baby's happy, I'll just like hold him and the two of us will go chat somewhere with the baby. But no. (laughs) But, you know, this will not last forever. Eventually we will be able to go to a restaurant again and we can look forward to that. And, you know, at some point the kids will have to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning again, and then they will have to go to bed at 10. And then there will be, you know, time to briefly say hello, at least before I pass out. And yeah. Sometimes all three of mine will watch a movie and then that can be a time that we can like at least talk. <laughs> yeah. And Genevieve will pay attention to a movie. Oh my God. An entire movie. Oh, wow. Well, that is She's- count your blessings there. It's weird. I mean, it's good. And then it's also like, wow, she's sitting three inches from the screen, like absorbing every word of like, (laughs) you know, a movie that's designed for slightly older kids. Like what? Oh, well, you only wonder what's going on through her little brain. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So that's where we are. She does drag a toy over there, which is cute. Like if she's not entirely into it, she'll like, she still wants to be part of the, the club of watching the whatever. So she'll bring over a bunch of Duplos and be doing it in front. Well, yeah, she's, she's good in that way. All right. Well, we'll be talking with Amory and Margaret here. So tune in for the rest of this episode. Well, Sarah and I are delighted to welcome Amy and Margaret from What Fresh Hell, the podcast that is all about laughing in the face of motherhood. So Amy and Margaret, can you introduce yourselves? Amy, how about you go first? 
Okay. So yeah, I'm Amy Wilson. I am uh, an author of a parenting book called When Did I Get Like This? And uh, a blogger from back in the day and also an actor and uh, sketch comedy writer. And so Margaret and I have been doing What Fresh Hell since 2016. We've known each other. We've been acquainted with each other for many years, but we've gotten to know each other very well through doing this podcast over the last couple of years. Yeah. Margaret? I'm Margaret. I am a uh, reformed stand-up comic and television writer and now uh, mother of three kids who are 11, 9, and 7. And uh, yeah, co-host of What Fresh Hell with the lovely Amy Wilson. So tell our listeners how What Fresh Hell came to be. Um, You said you guys had known each other for a long time, though I don't think you were like childhood best buddies or anything like that. How, how, How did this all happen? Well, I actually were not childhood best buddies. We were my sister and Amy went to college together and they were in an improv group. And so I knew of Amy and I knew she was funny. And then over the next many, many years, we kind of would see each other. She was an actress. I was a television writer. I was working, uh, developing some stuff for Nickelodeon and she would be in videos that would come across my desk. Like we were Orbiting planets, kind of. <laughs> Orbiting to planets orbit. Yes. They were we were like satellites or something. Anyway, my science metaphors are not my strong suit, but <laughs> we were in each other's universe. Then about three years ago, uh, I had been at Nick Mom, which was Nickelodeon's offshoot for moms, and 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 that went away. And I kind of had a what's next moment. And I had just seen this video of Amy on my desk and I called her and I said, What are you up to? How about a podcast? Just like that. How about a podcast? It's true. And it was, it, was, it was this moment for me where I was also sort of like, what's next? And I had tried to write a novel by myself and realized I don't like working by myself. I don't, you know, I need, I need external uh, things to be responsible to. Tried to work on a video company for a while with just somebody. We didn't have the same long-term goals. It was a bad nice guy, bad match of goals. And then this just like came from the heavens. I was so happy. Did it take a while to kind of find your footing for this? I mean, were, were the, do you listen to the early episodes now and wonder what was going on? Or did you guys really click right at the beginning? I feel like the right answer is that it took a while to gel, but we clicked really quickly. I mean, the premise, which we didn't, I didn't approach Amy with this pres- premise in mind, but we don't, at the time, we really did not know each other very well. I, I knew, oh, that's my sister's friend, Amy, who writes books and is a funny person. And so the conversations were able to be really organic. And then one nice thing that evolved naturally was that we have very different parenting styles. So Amy is very like, I read a book, I have an article, I have a solution. And I'm kind of like, come on, people have been doing this forever. It all works out fine. Don't worry about it. And so it evolved very naturally into kind of an odd couple take on parenting. Yeah, I definitely get that vibe. I mean, you know, Amy, you, your personalities are, are kind of different. And yes. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm the Bert to Margaret's Ernie, I like to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and and how does that play? I mean, when you disagree about stuff, though, you, I mean, how do you approach that? To just sort of live and let live? You each do things separately? I'm honestly curious about um, about how Margaret will um, approach whatever the topic is. I mean, these days, I, I I usually think I know what she might say about how's quarantine life going or whatever. I, I have a sense, but I'm I'm not always right, nor is 
Margaret. Like we're not always the I have everything perfect and Margaret doesn't know where anything is. Like you, you kind of think that, but we still surprise each other. And I honestly think that the the best approach to most issues is somewhere in the gray area. And that's why I think, that's why I really like our conversations. They're helpful for me. They help me figure out a more nuanced approach to whatever the, the problem of the week is we're talking about. Have you changed? And I think a my, conclusion oh, that we've come, I feel like a conclusion that we've come to on the podcast is opening ourselves up that the process of the podcast for us is, can we be happier, better parents? And one of the things that maybe in the beginning was blocking my path to doing anything better was like, I got it. I'm fine. Not a thing. Doesn't matter. Research isn't interesting. And in the process of doing the podcast, I feel like both of us have come at each other with a really open mind. And that's what makes the podcast really work because often Amy will produce a piece of research. And I'm like, nonsense, not interesting. My grandmother didn't do it that way. But as we kind of talk stuff out, we always say on the podcast, you only take the advice that makes it easier. We're not here to give you advice to make it harder, to give you a longer to-do list. Well, that's Can you good guys because- share some uh, concrete examples? And I, it's interesting because I feel like a lot of the podcasts I like have a very point and counterpoint kind of personality. I don't know that we offer that on Best of Both Worlds, although Laura and I can offer very different jobs. So maybe that helps a little bit. But no, I'm very curious. Give, give, us, give me some specifics of things you've done very differently or come at from different angles because I think um, that would help paint a picture here. I feel like a good example is home structure. So I am like a whirling dervish disorganized person in general. I had my first child at 37. So I led a very free life for many years. And when I had kids, I was kind of like, they're coming along for the ride. Here we go, guys. And one of the struggles that I was returning and returning to is that lost keys, what's for lunch, you know, this constant chaos in my life was not actually serving me very well in terms of raising three children. Um, And one thing I feel like Amy has really helped introduce to me is the idea of like, a structure helps you function. It it's easier to be spontaneous if you kind of have the stuff done. You can't be spontaneous if you're spending three hours looking for your keys because you ruin the whole day looking for keys. And so Amy's kind of like, here's how I structure my day, which before doing the podcast, I would have been like crazy person who structures their day. It's really taught me this thing of it makes our lives genuinely more enjoyable if we kind of don't have to fight for six hours about what's for dinner. It's already on the whiteboard. You're speaking my love language there, Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny. It's not my love language. My love language is like, I'll just stop for a cheese sandwich while I go about my day. But like, it doesn't work. No. I always say like, the person who still has the baby at the bar when they're six months old, you just want to sit them down and be like, it's over, friend. Go home. (laughs) It's over. Like, bringing your baby to the bar does not make it the same experience. Like I was a little bit stuck in baby at the bar mode where I was like, my life doesn't need to change just because I have kids. And it, it does. I remember you saying something to me, Laura, about planning for the weekend that you want to be spontaneous. We'll do something fun today, but you need to get the pumpkin patch on the calendar or else it doesn't happen. Right. Or you can say from 12 to two, we're all going to go somewhere. But, but that spontaneity is, is only of a sort. You have to uh, create space for it. 
Yeah, that's uh, definitely something we talk about here. But <laughs> but Amy, you've you've occasionally maybe lightened up a bit as a result of of hearing how how things are happening in in Margaret's house. Uh, yes, I have. I you know Margaret greets everything with a uh, a good humor and perhaps a little more curiosity about what the day might bring instead of a. Um, pre-decided uh, result, you know what I mean? And and I definitely go with the flow a little more because of Margaret and something that is ascribed to me that we've developed in the podcast, we say it all the time, but I feel like it's something I probably got from you, Margaret, is the idea that you should never interrupt a happy toddler. And in these days, like you never interrupt a happy quarantined person. Like if they're, if they're doing the puzzle and English class started 10 minutes ago, who cares? Like leave them alone. If dinner's ready and nobody's downstairs, but they're all quiet, leave them alone, leave them alone. And, and I feel like that's, that's the quote I get the credit for, but I feel like that's more of a Margaret approach and I probably got it from you. I, I can imagine that. Well, we're <laughs> going to just take a short ad break and we will be right back in a few minutes with Amy and Margaret. All right. Well, we are back with the ladies from the What Fresh Hell podcast, laughing in the face of motherhood. So this pandemic is producing um, a fair amount of fresh hell for many of us. Um, so <laughs> fair how, statement. Fair yeah, statement. Yeah, exactly. How have you both been coping? I and mean, we did another episode maybe two ago, and I know you guys did too, about you know what we're taking away from this, like what we're learning from this adjustments we may make in life and in parenting as a result. And I'd be very curious uh, what you guys would like to share with our listeners that you have taken out of this, how you're coping and what you think you might do differently. I mean, my opening statement is that I'm very tired of the learning and I'm tired of the lessons. <laughs> like, we, we I feel them. We're like good. it. We don't have weeks. to keep learning them. Thank you. Yeah, Time to I'm move all on. set. I get it. I get it. I'm ready to go back to my real, real life. Like, the, our first, yeah, you know, we, we're five weeks in. Our first, we do a weekly episode. Our first two weeks, we're like, it really is good to peel away the soccer practices and the play rehearsals and realize how much we really enjoy each other as a family. Like, there are plenty of lessons inherent in it. And I do think that like the busyness for busyness sake, I love to see that peeling away. I do think we're going much deeper on family conversations because we sit together for half the day, you know? And so we're finding that there's something on the other side of our boredom that there's, you know, if you go through the maybe half an hour of complaining about boredom. I find an hour later, the kids are upstairs kind of making like a Harry Potter fort in their closet. I mean, I have found that letting go of like, I must control the day in terms of keeping people happy so I never have to listen to whining, that there's something on the other side of that. But we've also definitely reached a part of the podcast. We're like, we're done. Check. Lessons learned. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we don't want to We'd like to stop learning our lessons now. We're good. We got it. Yeah, we would. <laughs> We'd like to move on. I, I will not reschedule, overschedule the kids in the future, but can I please schedule them for something? <laughs> <laughs> right. We got it. We learned it. Okay, let's go back outside. Yeah. Amy, how about you? I'm such a, a go, 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 do, 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 these just 10 more things and then I can go to bed kind of person. And I've definitely brought that personality into the uh, the home life with me. And, and one lesson I've learned just in the last couple of days is 
I'm getting a lot of friends are reaching out, right? Friends, cousins, like college buddies, whoever, like, let's do a Zoom call. Let's just talk. Let's just do this. And I feel like at 8.30 or 9 p.m. at night, I, I, I'm tired. I don't want to talk to people on the phone. I don't want to be merry. And I have 10 more things I have to do. But I keep learning this lesson just in the recent days that if I do the Zoom call and I connect with people and I put the to-do list down, I you know, I come out of it feeling great. I, I've, and, and so connection is in fact a priority. It needs to be at the top of my list right now and I need to be making time for it instead of putting it last. Yeah. People turn out to be a good use of time. Um, <laughs> which we, I love that expression. That. No, I've heard you say that before and it is, it's, it's, that's a touchstone for me during this time. Yeah. No, I also very- feel like one other thing that we've really are one of our big takeaways is that we give a lot of advice on the podcast, you know, um, make it easier for yourself, ha- have a have a whiteboard, like solve problems earlier, only answer the questions that you're asked. We have a lot of things that we go back to again and again on the podcast. And one thing that I do find during the pandemic is good advice is good advice that all the advice that we give, we now keep going back to. It's like uh, I have a, a Someone was once said to me about special education for children. It's just regular education that is more turned up and more individualized. And that's what I keep saying about our parenting advice, that all the advice we give is now just more turned up and you have to individualize it to each of your children. Agree. A lot of things have changed. And then a lot of things are still the the same, both the good things and the challenges. (laughs) Although one good thing, as I heard from a a nice little piece you guys did on the podcast recently, is the invention of the drive-by party. Um, And there are so many parties that are so much better when all it is is a drive-by party. I have not necessarily um, mourned some of the loss of those things. I don't know about you guys. What do you think? Yeah, we did a yeah, little. Yeah, like I uh, might never face- wear high heels again, right? Are we are we really going to go back to the way we were with the I don't know the spanks and the heels and the false eyelashes? Is there ever a reason to use a curling iron? I I don't know if we'll return to that stuff. I I like to think that I will do a lot less of all of that for there the should foreseeable be a Zoom future. False eyelash filter. Why is there not? <laughs> I think there definitely like, is so many of the, the things we wind up going to are somewhat out of obligation, but then the amount of time that is invested in them versus maybe the amount of obligation you actually really have or feel um, is is different. So um, I enjoyed the idea of yeah, drive by. Let me just leave a twenty on your kids' lawn for <laughs> in honor yes. of their first communion, <laughs> rather than actually <laughs> sitting through the entire mass. <laughs> So, um, you guys have a pretty big Facebook community, which I now have been learning perhaps how, how you drive engagement on Facebook. So I'm always curious about these things, but, uh, what have you been hearing from the people in your community about how this is all affecting them and and how they're changing parenting as a result? So we have a Facebook, uh, page, but then we also have a Facebook group. And just for listeners who might not understand the difference, a Facebook group is a closed conversation where you can go on and post things yourself. So our listeners can talk to one another and it's become very active. And in the early days, it was like, here are homeschooling links. Here are, um, you know, some great video ideas. And as the time has gone on in quarantine, I feel like the posts have gotten there's some funny ones, but there's also some very real ones. Like I, I am having trouble with momentum today. Today, I just 
lay on the couch and ignored my kids and looked at my phone and I just, I can't do this anymore. And, and it's, it's been a great place for our listeners to go. It's a great place for me to go and feel connection and, and real life honesty that in some ways social media, like it's easier to tell the truth to 2000 strangers than to your mom. Right. So I, I think, I think it's been a, a real opportunity for connection and we love it. We, we, we love having that. And, uh, you know, put stuff on it every day. We're doing some videos now, now that we're, we're stuck in quarantine. That's our outlet for our creativity. I think uh, the thing that's fun too about the Facebook community is like we were saying about Zoom calls, like people are craving connection and whether that connection is help, how do you manage to potty train if your child is anxious or whatever, some kind of real problem, or whether it is look at this funny, silly meme, the community thing is just a nice place for people to be able to just see that other people are kind of in the same boat, which I feel like is the human experience that everyone's looking for, because you can't really get that by going out in the streets. Yeah. I'm curious what you guys think has been the hardest part of this. I mean, for you personally, is it that lack of in-person connection or, I mean, because I, I work from home anyway, so I feel like it wasn't that much of a difference. I mean, for me, it's more that there are more people around constantly um, <laughs> who weren't all here <laughs> before. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious what, what you're finding to be the, the biggest challenge with this. I feel like for me, it is the, the human connection. And I have come to realize more than I did before this happened that there is a spectrum of people and I mean, you see a lot of kind of memes and jokes about introverts and extroverts, but my daily life generally involves, I don't know, 35 different connections with people. I'm always out and about. I like to chat with people. I I just love to go through the day and interact. I'm a teacher. And so I, I see students and I'm in a challenging teaching environment a lot. And I am finding, I feel like I'm like a little plant withering without my sunlight and water. I find, I know people, I think for my husband, who's an engineer who works in the basement, he's like, this is my happy place. I love it down here. And I am exactly the opposite. Like I want to, and I, now we're in New York, so we're full mask all the time. And I went out to the sandwich shop the other day and you really, you can't have small talk at all with anyone because very hard. I, you don't realize how much you look at people's mouths until you try to order a sandwich. And so it's not, how's it going? Is business okay? It's just, you're just basically screaming the word avocado six times until the person can understand you. And so those small human interactions, I'm, I'm dying for some. And Zoom's not the same. No. Zoom is not quite the same. I mean, it's, you know, got upsides to it. Although I should add here that Margaret is just on the phone. We couldn't get the video and the phone working simultaneously for her. So she's <laughs> she's not even seeing our sad even less faces. Human interaction. When she said she was a little plant, we all made this sad face. <laughs> and, <laughs> unfortunately, That's my face go, all the time. <laughs> she couldn't see it. <laughs> Amy, Amy, how about you? Are, are you... Uh, See, this is where the the opposite making machine that made Margaret and me that comes into play. I am, you know, I'm an introvert. I like my quiet time. I like my privacy. I have been working on the book of a musical, which for me requires, you know, just a hyperbaric chamber of silence and no distraction at all and the headphones on. And that time, I have zero of that time right now. And so that's okay. So I'm sort of you know, I'm giving myself the grace of like, that will be there. That's going to go on the shelf right now because I've taken on more 
meal prep. I mean, I have two teenagers home for lunch every day now that would usually have like three empanadas at the cafeteria. Like I can't, I can't keep food in the house. And even though they're learning and helping, I'm still, you know, I'm still the one executive function of how many cans of soup are left, right? It's just, it's more laundry, more everything, never being alone. And older kids, the good thing about older kids is that they also are on Zoom six hours a day. Like they're busy. Their lives are very structured right now. And I'm extremely grateful for that. And their teachers are doing a great job, but they also need more help and oversight because they aren't seeing their teachers. So sometimes there's tears at night. There's, you know, the homework is harder and more complicated and does every sentence in the third paragraph follow the sentence that came before and does the topic sentence, you know, like just, just that sort of drill down stuff they want more help on than usual. So I'm finding my sort of silent alone time. I'm missing that one the most. <laughs> and then do they hate you when you help and yell at you? That yeah. You're like, oh, it's, <laughs> of course. It's, yeah, it's happening it's at my only house. only bad help. for sure. Just was wondering if that was just my house, guys. <laughs> I need your help, they but I don't help, really want to need your you're help. you're dumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, fun, fun adolescence. So you guys were, uh, from what I remember correctly, doing a comedy tour and, you <laughs> womp, know, womp. not a whole lot of events going to happen, I think, in the next <laughs> six to 12 months. Uh, even small events may happen, but not the sort of packing a concert hall kind of event. How are you guys going yes. to pivot to the, the What Fresh Hell team uh, looking forward? Well, we did. We have had a, a so we have a ninety minute comedy show that goes along with the podcast. That's you know, Amy and I both come from performing backgrounds, so it's been really fun, and we love again. Like that's my photosynthesis sunlight. Like being out in front of a crowd, I just love it, and so it's been another kind of uh, tough development in terms of not being able to do it. And we've been exploring. Um, whether we can adapt it to be some sort of Zoom thing, but it's it's really a show about it's people call it like a happening. It's getting moms out. Everyone's in the same room. You know, is this worse or this worse? And people are cheering. And I just it's very hard for me to imagine a Zoom version of it that would be super satisfying. So we have instead we're trying to move over towards um, like just fun short video content. So we just did one that was. Um, the one that you were talking about, drive-by, uh, what if everything was drive-by? So like the communion is throwing the $20 bill on the lawn and the holiday party is just beeping through the manager making dopey jokes. And so we've been trying to move into that direction. And we just have a new one up today about um, the difference between being quarantined for one, your aspirations for quarantine and how it really turns out. And so that's that's where we're living right now. We'll see. We may have some Zoom revelation, but right now that's what we're up to. There was a great meme that I saw that was like quarantining without kids. And then it was like a lady doing yoga and a lady watering her garden and a man and a lady like hugging each other in bed. And then it was like quarantining with kids. And it was like every mess you can imagine and like a crying kid with food all over their face. And I just, I sent it to everyone I knew because it was so true. (laughs) It's very like ours is like day one. Let's have a mommy daughter book club. You know, I mean, it's like you have these as we were saying, we were back like, this is going to be chock full of good lessons. And let's get into family baking. And then we're just at the point now where we're like, yeah, let's not get into family baking. Here's a pizza. Netflix is your parent now. (laughs) So exactly. And like in the beginning, oh, this homeschooling, we've really got to work on it. Now it's like, there's, you're never going to use that order of operations in your life. Just forget about (laughs) it. Just forget about it. No one cares. Cross it off. Toss it off. I don't use it frequently in my life, I can tell you. 
Um, well, we always end our episodes with a love of the week, which is something that is is fun for us now. And I, okay, I get it that we've had enough lessons of the quarantine. But if there is something that you are finding fun at the moment, um, we can share that. Sarah can go first, uh, also because the two of us basically have the same one. Oh, really? Um, then, oh, I guess yeah, well, I know what yours is going to be. It's going to be, okay, well... Mine is Minecraft <laughs> because, <laughs> because I, I personally do not enjoy Minecraft. My husband does enjoy Minecraft playing it with the kids. The kids are obsessed and it makes them happy and I can use it as a bribery mechanism and it provides quiet time every single day while my young one takes a nap. My kids are like the same age spacing as Margaret, but just like five years earlier. They're two, six and eight. Anyway, it's the best Minecraft and it's not like horribly bloody, bloody or violent either. So I don't feel like bad about it in that way yeah we have some bloody and violent violent video games that go on around here but i, I will give a <laughs> shout out to uh, the group minecraft games yeah now I, we've uh, sent the four school-aged children down into the basement with four devices basically and they play in the same world and um you know i feel like they're learning emotional self-regulation that if you destroy somebody else's structure they will then want to destroy your structure and that this is a learning opportunity and yes there may be some screaming involved in that happening but mostly they work it out so um group minecraft is is my love of the week as well do they play in creative mode or are they in uh they go back, they and, go forth. back and forth okay. um, yeah just curious Amy, how about you? What's I have to figure that out. <laughs> Minecraft is also huge at my house. I won't, I won't make it my love of the week, but I'm very happy with Minecraft as well. I have a 17-year-old who's running a server for his, his school friends, and he's just been asked to start one for a group of seventh graders and sort of monitor yeah. it. So I, oh, think that's it, great. I think there's a lot of good about it. So my love of the week is a yoga class that I'm taking. It's Rhythm Yoga on Facebook, and you can find Rhythm Yoga on Facebook and look up the classes. And my favorite teacher is Kat. And I am sort of like pinning that like that is in the schedule, non-negotiable. I'm taking class with Kat three times a week. She's got great perspective for the moment and she's funny and it's, it's getting me through. That's awesome. Margaret, how about you? I have to figure out the Minecraft thing because my kids are, they play it, but we haven't, we haven't joined others yet. It's mm -hmm. on my list. You should try uh, it. My love of the week is my husband and I, after we get the kids in bed, we have been really struggling to find a show. People keep recommending shows and I'm like, I can't invest in anything upsetting or dark or even anything that involves a lot of concentration by 8.30 at night. I'm just burnt out. And we have found fashion competition shows, which I guess other people were turned into onto before. But we now there's three different fashion competition shows and we've watched them all. So it's Project Runway. There's one that's called like On the Runway. There's one that's called First in Fashion, World of Fashion. I don't know the names of them, but we're watching only people make clothes for each other. And it is, it's getting us through the weeks. That, that sounds awesome. I mean, perfect escapist possibility. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's, but it's not as, I'm not quite at escapist where like it's the island where you're not allowed to make out or you lose money. Like I can't go quite that far. It's exactly the center of escapism for me. That's, that's perfect. All right. Well, we've been talking with Amy and Margaret of What Fresh Hell laughing in the face of motherhood. So please be sure to check out their podcast and you guys, thanks for coming on. Thanks for thanks having so us. Thanks so much for having us. So fun. Thank you. Well, that was fun. They are always a delight to talk to. So our question for this week is from a listener on Instagram, which remember you can connect with us there, Best of Both Worlds podcast. 
What kind of routines do you have to separate work and home as you are starting or ending your day? And this is definitely a question of the moment since in many cases in the past, the answer was very much you get in your car and drive there. <laughs> and this separates work and home quite nicely. And now people have less of that. So Sarah, how about you? What, what have you been doing as your transitions? So my mo- I don't have that much of a morning transition. Like I do have things that I do in my morning that's kind of like pre-kid wake up, but I don't feel like I have like a post-kid wake up pre-work ritual per se most of the time. I mean, sometimes if I am not like rushing to get to my first patient, I'll check my work email and my work lab results just to see if anything is terrible or pressing and then move on to, to my first thing. But I will be honest, like there's no fancy work pump up ritual really post work i find it to be more because i don't i don't feel like i have that much problem with the on-ramp to work i have more of a problem with the off-ramp so i've tried to be a little bit more intentional with my post work ritual and most days if i can swing it so remember that um i do have a nanny at home which is very lucky right now Um, my husband and i are both considered essential so we are complying you know with with local regulations. Um, but I've been trying to sneak in a walk outside like around 4.45 or 5. Sometimes I actually have a Zoom meeting like at 4, but I don't. it's not video, it's audio. So I can take a walk while I'm on my meeting. And that walk is like a really nice way to end the day. So somehow if I'm able to get outside, the other thing I've done is to like go outside either with the kids or that tends to be the most logical time for the pool because it's very hot. We have a, our own small pool. So we'll, we'll go in that. And then sometimes, sometimes a glass of wine can can be a helpful transition. Not gonna lie, I don't do that every night, but um, it's certainly nice nice when it works out. Yeah, I can't say that I have any really good transitions. I mean, I go in and out of my office a lot, especially with all the homeschooling, kids home, and all that stuff. Um, so it's not that there's one time when I start and then I am in work mode, and then I am not in work mode. I, I, I'm in and out all day. I do try to be good about shutting my laptop at some point that I actually shut it down for many years. In fact, I was not doing this. <laughs> I just let it go. I mean, let it go to sleep and then open it up whenever the next time I was going to do it. But um, at some point it turned out that was not help- healthy for the laptop. <laughs> I burnt out the screen. So I shut it down at night and that's kind of my, okay, now I can be done for the evening and I'm trying to relax in the evening and, you know, have a beer, uh, you know, sometimes uh, give the baby to my husband and go take a soak in the tub. That's nice. But no, I mean, part of working from home for years is that there doesn't need to be as much of a transition for me. I think that I'm more of a work-life integrator anyway. Some people are less so and they do need stronger transition rituals just for their own sanity. Uh, So it helps to know yourself. And if you're finding that you do need something, then make a short transition. I mean, you can invent whatever you want. I mean, maybe it's that you open your planner and read a daily affirmation. Maybe there's always some cool quote that's on your planner. So you read that quote and think about it, and then you start work. Or maybe you can write in a journal for three minutes and then start work. Or look over your to-do list, set your intentions for the day, say, what would make this a great day? And then you start work. Or maybe it's that you make a cup of coffee and that is your transition. Or go pick up the newspaper or walk around the block or something. Um, but these, you can think about what it is and reverse that at the end of the day. Maybe it's that you make yourself a cup of tea at the end of the day or you go walk around the block again or whatever it is to, to clear your head. 
All right. Well, this has been Best of Both Worlds. We have been talking with Amy and Margaret from What Fresh Hell, and we will be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.